Genesis chapter 12. I want to talk to you for a couple of weeks, I mean, not without a break, of course, but uh, this week and next week, I want to talk to you about the promises of God, the promises of God. God makes many promises in, the word, uh, in His Word. Those promises are normally contingent upon our faithfulness and our obedience. So just remember that. The promises of God. We, we find that illustrated very well in the life of Abraham. Beginning in Genesis 12, we see the call of Abraham, and God makes Abraham some very specific promises. So if you have your Bibles open, we're going to read the first uh, three or maybe four verses. Genesis 12, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to a land that I will show you. And I, here's the promises. And I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great. So that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And him who dishonors you I will curse. And in all the families of the earth. Shall be blessed. In verse 4. And Abram went as the Lord had told him. And Lot went with him. Let's stop there and let's pray together. Father thank you for your love. Thank you for your forgiveness and your grace. Thank you, Father, for your mercies. Father, I thank you for your promises. And Father, I pray that we may be obedient, that we may hear you. And Father, we may respond to you, that your promises may be applied to our life as well. (coughs) Father, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Abraham's family was a very prominent family in Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia is the region, and specifically in a little place called Ur of the Chaldeans. And Abraham's family would have been very, very prominent. His father's family, and his, his brother, his wife, his nephew, they were a major family in Ur which was the capital city of of that region, of that area. They were extremely wealthy family, very influential family. It would have kind of been, their family would have been kind of like the, maybe the Kennedy dynasty. Some of you may remember that. Some of the younger ones may not. But everyone would have known who they were. Because they were very, very well established. They had, had planted roots, deep roots. So they're very well known, very established. But also they, they were a pagan family. That's right, they were pagans. Abram and his family, 
if you study it out and, 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 and you know, especially uh, chapter 11, you, you'll find that really Abram was a moon worshiper. Uh, he worshiped astrology and he worshiped the moon. And, and, and so that they were pagans. I mean, listen to what Joshua says about them as Joshua is, is speaking to the nation. This is Joshua 24, verse 2. Just let me read it to you. It says, Joshua said all, to all the people, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Long ago, your ancestors, included, including Terah, the father of Abraham, and Nahor, they lived beyond the Euphrates River and worshipped other gods. They were pagan people. And Joshua knows about it. In fact, everyone remembers it. Everyone knows about this. Because they were very prominent people. And, and, and we see here in chapter 12 that something's going to happen. God is going to radically call him. And, and God is radically going to change him by, by, by God's grace. I, I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for the grace of God. And, 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 and the grace of God is going to change his family, going to change him and, and turn him from being a pagan to being a believer and the one true God. And God is getting ready to use him. And this is the, the promise that God, God tells him. God says, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to bless your family and I'm going to bless other families because of you. We, we find in the book of Acts, it says, in chapter 7, it says, brothers and fathers, he says, listen, the God of glory appeared to our forefather, Abraham, when he was in Mesopotamia, before he settled in Haran, before he left the area. At some time, some way, I don't know how, but some way, God appeared to him before this call even. While he was still in that area, before he left, he, God appeared to him and spoke to him and called him first to salvation and then to obedient um, service. In Genesis 12, he comes to him again. And he says, go forth, leave where you're at. And then later, he, he will, will, will extend the same call to Isaac. He will, will, will say, Isaac, I'm calling you. Then he, later, he'll go to, to Jacob and he'll say, Jacob, I'm calling you. Because God is wanting to do something in their life. Verse 3, he says, I'll bless you. He says, Abraham, I will bless you and I will bless your family if you will be obedient to me. We still have that same promise today. God still says to us, I will bless you and I will bless your family and I'll bless other families. And it's contingent upon your obedience. I don't know about you, but that, that, that's, uh, that's kind of heavy for me to think about. And it should be heavy for you to think about as well, especially dads, to think that your, the, the blessing of your family is, on your, is weighing on your obedience to God. Mom, your obedience to God. Now, Ur, you know, I, I just want you to get a picture of what Abram might have been given up. 
We find through studying and through, through, through a little search of history that, that the, the Chaldeans of Ur, they actually were, were, man, they were brilliant people. They actually invented the whole concept of making bricks. Now, the bricks that we have on the walls here today, they invented that concept. And for years, they, you know, um, our, our, the, the scholars and archaeologists didn't even know if Ur really existed. Until one day, they uncovered the ruins of this city, Ur. And as they were uncovering it, they found pottery, they found stuff, they found a, a library that's, that's cataloged. I mean, they, they were very advanced uh, people. They found brick homes. They found two-story brick homes. These people would have been living in what we would consider luxury today. I mean, maybe not for us, but for them, in their day, it was luxury. He and his wife had established roots. They had put down roots, and they were very established. They were very comfortable. Now, God has called him to pull up roots and to go live in a tent. Hey, man, try to, t- try to sell that to your wife. Hey, babe, we're, we're, we're going to leave your two-story brick home with, you know, the library down the road. You know, we're going to go out in the desert. We're going to live in a tent. Oh, I, I, I don't know where we're going to end up, but just, just trust me because God says trust him. And, and what did verse 4 say? And Abraham went, as the Lord had told him, Lot went with him. And then it goes on and says the rest of the family went with him. His wife and Sarah went with him. Wow. What are you willing to do to be in God's will? Have you ever thought about that? What are you willing to give up? What are you willing to, to, to do to say, yes, God, yes, Lord, yes, I'll, I'll be obedient, I'll, 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 yes, God, I want your blessings. I mean, we say and we think we want the blessings of God, but are we will, really willing to do what's necessary? And that is be obedient. And God says, step. God says to him, I want you to uproot yourself, follow me, leave your comfort, leave your, 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 your family, leave your life of certainty, go to a place of uncertainty, and I want you to walk by faith. You see, when he calls, he calls us to walk by faith. Leave your country, leave your lifestyle, and go and put down roots. Some of us have put down roots right here in Yale County and We've never given a thought that God would ever ask us to do anything else. In fact, you've got such deep roots that you would never even consider God saying for you to do something else. And God may someday, He may ask you, I want you to pull up roots. I want you to be a missionary. I want you to be a missionary to LSU, God forbid. Or Alabama, God forbid. Fayetteville. 
What are you willing to do? You see, because God is wanting to do something new, and, and, and we see a hint of this in Abraham's life. Turn over to chapter 14 if you have your Bibles open. I just want to see, I, I want to look at just half of a verse, just, just part of verse 13. And really just three words out of that verse is what I want us to key in on. It says, then one who had escaped. This is talking about, uh, about Lot being, be, being captured. And now it says, you know, one of those who had escaped from this, this raid that captured Lot. He came and told Abraham the Hebrew. You see, listen, that's the first time that word Hebrew is mentioned. Because Abraham was the very first Hebrew. In chapter 12, verse 2, he says, I want you to leave your, your, your people and I'm going to use you to create a brand new people group. I, I, I'm going to take you and I'm going to use you to, to, you're going to be the first Jew. You're going to be the first Hebrew. And here, people's referring to him as Abraham the Hebrew, or Abram the Hebrew. God wanted to do something new. And he wanted to create a Jewish nation to which, or through which the, the Messiah would come. Can you imagine if Abraham said, no, God, I'm not going to. Are you kidding me? Pull up roots, take my family from a two-story brick home with the library down the road, and go out into the wilderness and sleep in tents? No, thank you. That's not a nation of people I want to be a part of. He went. And so much was riding on his obedience. And I personally am thankful today for his obedience. It's because out of this call, God is doing a new thing, establishing a new nation. And what if God wants to use you to do a new thing? And that's actually what I'm going to talk about next week. The promises of God in a new thing. Um, some of the guys they have I've got something I want you guys to pass out if you guys could pass those out for me please Brett's going to pass them out in this section if you'll pass those out and um, As they're passing those things out, I, I, just, I just want you to look at me for a moment before you start reading, okay? Because it's been, it's been very, very clear in my life, my wife's life, the last couple of um, weeks that God is doing something new in our life. And he's also calling us to, to do something new. And so God is calling us to accept a pastor at another church. And so um, I typed this out in a letter because I knew I wouldn't be able to read it to you without, you know, it just seems, I, I just want to share my heart with you. So um, we will be relocating. The 24th of this month will be our last Sunday here. God is calling us to Maud, Texas, um, just outside of Texarkana. Um, I know that you guys have had pastors before me and you have pastors after me. But that doesn't mean I 
don't love you. I do deeply love you. And um, we've, we've prayed long and hard about this. It's not something that we take lightly. And I want you to know that I love you. And I'll always love you. And I also want you to know, listen, I'm not leaving because I'm mad. I'm not. I'm not leaving because I don't love you. That's not the case. In fact, I'm leaving because I do love you. I love you too much to stay here and put me out of God's will and put you out of God's will too. You understand that? If I stayed when God said go, that he, he would take it out on the church. I mean, it, things would blow up. I love you too much to do that to you. We've, we've invested the last nine years of our life, over nine years of our life here. And you can't stay nine years someplace and just leave without saying, oh, well, they don't mean anything to me. No, you mean, you mean everything to us. And so we, we know that God is doing that. And uh, we know that God's got a great future for you. And, and, and we are thankful at the end of this letter, I said that it's been a holy honor to be your pastor, and I mean that. I mean that with everything I have. It's been a holy honor. And um, I'll, I'll be praying for you, um, fervently praying for you. And I also know that God's got, man, he's, I'm looking out at one, two, three, four, five, uh, six, at least six young men that can step up and preach behind this pulpit. So I'm not concerned about your future. Okay? I know that you guys are healthy and, and you're, going to be, um, you're going to be successful. And you're going to be a blessing to whoever God leads here. I don't know who he's going to lead here, but if they call me, ask me about you, I'm going to say you'll be a fool not to go there if, if God leads you because they are a fantastic church and I'm, I mean that so we're, we're not really going to have an invitation today uh, other than just to say I know God's doing a new thing in our life but he's doing a new, new thing in your life as well just as we have to trust God you have to trust God so I'm asking you to prayerfully trust God in the future okay and, and we love you. Uh, Luke, would you do me a favor, and would you take a couple of those to the nursery whenever you leave out? And just uh, they, You can make airplanes out of them and throw them at me, whatever you want to do, spit wads or something, I don't know. But no, I love you, okay? So I'm just going to close with, with prayer, okay? Father God, I love you and praise you. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness, God. Thank you for this church family, God. Father, thank you that you are a God of new things. God, even when the news is hard to accept, I'm sure that Sarah, when she heard the news, she was not thrilled. One, on one hand, Abram was excited about a new adventure, and on another hand, he was, he, he was a little concerned about leaving his comfort zone so father we share that today and i pray that you may bless these people who have loved us and father thank you that they have made it tough to say goodbye and father thank you that you've you've woven our hearts together and father thank you that you have a great future for them and a great plan for them 
Father, I just pray that you may continue to use us to advance your kingdom. Father, nine, nine years ago, I came here my first Sunday and told them, it's not about you. It's all about God. It's not about me. It's all about him. And Father, today, I pray that you may just cause that to echo in our hearts or mind that it's not about us. It's all about you. And Father, we trust that. We rest on that. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.